Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to the Get Lit with Becky podcast, the podcast dedicated to your development and helping you light all the way up. My name is Becky and I am business mentor, empowerment coach and founder of Get Lit Inc, the home to your business, career and personal development. And I am on a mission to help as many of you as I can shine brighter and access your fullest potential. It is time to shush that inner critic of yours, break through your limiting beliefs and self-defeating behaviours, build up your self-worth, get out of your own way and fearlessly step into your power so that you can build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. This podcast is for the dreamer, the believer, the go-getter and the inspired. Let's get lit. Marissa is the founder and creator of Rapid Transformational Therapy, otherwise known as RTT, a pioneering multi-award winning therapy that is known as the new go-to therapy. Marissa has spent over three decades treating a client list that includes international superstars, CEOs, royalty and Olympic athletes. A best-selling author of five books, she has been heralded as one of the most powerful transformers of human behavior and one of the few women in history to have a profound impact on the field of hypnotherapy. In today's episode, I talk to Marissa about overcoming your fear of being seen and rejection, really mastering your mindset, learning to back yourself, challenging limiting and negative beliefs, learning to create new familiars for yourself that help you access your fullest potential and are helping you build your self-worth. This is a truly epic episode, guys, and I know you're going to get so much juice out of it. Hi, Marissa. Hey, how are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Excellent. Amazing. Thank you. Good, good. You're over over in uh, LA, aren't you? Living the dream. I'm in LA now. I came back a week ago. It's always hard the first week because I really miss London. And then I get used to it and then I start to love LA all over again. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing, amazing place. Well, firstly, thank you. I just want to actually say a personal thank you. It's actually such a joy for me to do this podcast because I get to speak to so many people who have helped me on my own journey and been like a really fundamental part of what I've been able to achieve and how I've been able to really like move forward, access my highest potential, but also replace thoughts in a lot of areas of my life that I was letting kind of play out. So firstly, just a personal thank you. I really, really um, just want to say thank you for the help that you've given me and obviously being here today. 
Um, one of the things that I'm really, really excited about talking about today, and I guess having you here in general, is you are the queen of helping people master their mind. And there are so many topics that we could obviously talk about that I'm sure I would love to have you back on the podcast to talk about. But I think the biggest thing that I see amongst my audience and the people that I typically work with and speak to, and I guess the whole vision and the concept for this whole Get Lit brand was born around lighting up and, and really stepping into your light and being seen because it was something that I really struggled with for a long time as I was trying to like access my full potential and do the things that I dreamt of doing is I found that I had this distinctive fear around people seeing me and actually showing up as my full self. And as I've since gone into coaching and business mentoring a lot of people, I've noticed that that's the common theme amongst them too. So I really wanted to talk to you today around this idea of being being afraid of our brightest selves or being seen by people. And I guess why we are so afraid and how we can kind of really start to master our mind and, and use your tools and your strategies um, and build our self-worth to do that. So I guess my first kind of question to you is, why do you think so many of us have this fear of, I guess, our success or being seen in our highest potential, or even if you think that is the fear itself? Yeah, of course. I mean, the greatest, we say that the greatest fear in the Western world is the fear of public speaking, but that's not true. The fear of public speaking is the fear of being rejected. You could plan your speech and talk to them and go, oh, I've got it all and I'm doing it. But the minute you step on stage, it's like, oh, actually, no, I'm not doing it at all because we have to remember our primitive brain, our ancestral wiring. And it wasn't that long ago that our survival was linked to belonging to a big group. The bigger the group, the safer you were. If you were in the prairie living in a fort and only six people in that fort, you weren't very safe. So we understand at a primitive level that our survival is linked to two things. I must find connection and avoid rejection. Well, how do you find connection? You connect by being the same. You're like me, I'm like you. And so we understand that if I connect to you, I'll make it. But if you reject me, I might die. And it wasn't that long ago that we did. You know, we did think people did things like banishing and casting out and marooning people and, and, and banishing them outside the village. And so here's the thing, you know, we want to belong, but the way we belong is by being the same. I'm the same as you, you're the same as me. The minute you become different, it becomes harder to connect. So there's something called the tall poppy syndrome, which is like, they have a saying that says, the nail that stands out must be hammered down. If you're in the chorus line, don't kick your leg higher than anyone else. If you're in school, don't always put your hand up and get every answer right, because oh, I don't like you. You're not like me and I'm not like you. And so being seen, as wonderful as it is, also risks being rejected. Like imagine if you write a book, you'll go, oh, I hated your book. You're a speaker, you go, I hate your speech. So the minute you decide to be seen, there's a slight risk you'll be rejected. I mean, let's imagine you're in a club or a bar and you see a guy that you like or a girl, and you think, oh, I'm going to go up and ask them out. But you think, mm, what if they go, well, I don't want to go out with you. <laughs> and so now I've been rejected. So we are actually hardwired and super coded to avoid rejection at all costs because it wasn't that long ago that rejection killed you. How do you get over that? Well, you understand that it doesn't exist anymore. You could live in an apartment on your own with five cats and Amazon until you're 106. 
You could never see a soul and you would actually live. We don't need a tribe anymore to be safe, but inside we feel that we do. So it's, it's our deep innate fear of rejection that makes us think, I don't want to stand out. I don't want to draw attention to myself. I don't want to seem big headed or arrogant. And so I just play small. And the way to get over that is to understand the truth. The only person who can really reject you is you. Your friends could go, hey, I didn't like your speech. You could go, no, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Your friends could say, "You were, there's a great story I really love about this doctor from a Boston hospital who decided to run the marathon to, to buy a scanner for the hospital. And he ran the marathon and he came somewhere right at the end. And when he went back in, all his friends went, oh, gosh, that was so embarrassing. You know, you came last. You went last? <laughs> no. I was first in my category. What category is that? He went, a doctor from this hospital running to get money for a scanner. I was first. And I love that because if you look at that, what does that say? Everyone rejected him, but he said no. Yeah. In my category. Have you, have you, are you running the marathon? People used to say to me, oh, I love your book. I could write a book. It's like, well, go write it then. I could do that. You know, people who are good at what they do make it look very, very easy. But that doesn't mean it is. So honestly, the, the thing that will change your life on a dime is to decide the only person who can reject me is me. You know, many of my clients are super famous. I say, listen, don't go and read bad reviews. Why would you yeah. do that? Don't let it in. One of the most powerful ways to change your life is to refuse to let in destructive criticism. Constructive criticism is good. You know, if someone says, I don't love you anymore, you're boring, you're not the person I met, just go, well, that's a shame, but I think I'm just great. You know, we, we really forget and we definitely should be taught that the most important words you will ever hear in your whole life are not the words that come from some idiot guy or girl or boss. The most important words you will ever hear are the words you say to yourself and let in. And how how are powerful how powerful are those words? Because obviously, I mean, I am a student on your course and I, you know, I've learned a lot around, you know, how our mind works. How much do you think that there is, you almost mentioned that like people look for the comments. Do you think there's like an addiction to, to feeling that rejection or feeling that way, or even the way that people are, you know, speaking about themselves, that negative self-talk, do you think there's almost like an addiction there? Or do you think it's a pattern that that's just the only way that people know how to show up? I think we've got obsessed with numbers. It's like every day we wake up and think, what do I weigh? Oh, the, the number is good. What, what is the label in my clothing? Is that a low number? How many followers have I got? How old am I? And we, we judge ourselves by the numbers on our birth certificate, mm -hmm. on the scales, in our bank account, on our labels, and on our followers. And that does not make you happy. You can have hundreds of thousands of followers, but are they turning up when you've got the flu? Are they coming over when something's gone wrong again? Hey, I've just bought you a little soup and some flowers. Um, 
So you've got to get away from this numbers. You are not the numbers. You're a person, you're incomparable. And I see a lot of people doing this. It's like, okay, here I am. Could you make me feel good? Could you make Mm -hmm. me feel attractive, interesting or successful? If you give someone else the agency to make you feel good, guess what? You give them the agency to make you feel bad when you say my partner completes me uh, um, I found my other half well, you're not half you're a whole you don't need to find a half to complete you and so it's really powerful to, to understand something that I find life-changing and I teach it in my course a lot take a minute and think about what it is you really want to hear do you want someone to say you're the one you're amazing, you're everything, you're smart, you're funny, you're interesting, whatever it is you want to hear, say it to yourself. Your mind doesn't know, and it really doesn't care where those words come from. They become a balm for your soul. It's a bit like if you put cream on your hand, your mind doesn't go, where's that cream? Is that organic? Is that fair trade? Or is it some cheap stuff you got? in some giveaway, it, it balm goes in and makes you feel better and words are balm for your soul. And I found it in my own life, absolutely life-changing to take him in and think, what do I need to hear? Do I need my husband to say, you're amazing? Do I need my dad to say, I'm proud of you? Do I need my audience to go, I love your book? Well, I can say, I'm proud of myself. I'm amazing. I love my book. And it sounds very arrogant, but it's that balm for the soul. Yeah. It's what I call the missing bit of you. We're all waiting for someone to come along and fill us up with words. And no one teaches us that, hey, why don't you fill yourself up with words? It's free. It's amazing. And the best thing is it never goes away. When people say, you know, my partner makes me feel amazing and now they've left. I don't feel amazing. Yeah, It's not your partner's job to make you feel amazing or your boss or your community or your friends. It's your job to make you feel amazing. It's a great job. Just think about what you want to feel. Say it, say it, say it. Because every word you speak is a blueprint that your mind and body work to make real. And if we only knew, oh, every word is a blueprint, we would never go, hey, do I look okay? Am I doing okay? What do you think? Is that all right? We go, hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing a great job. You know, the, the, one of the biggest problems I see is people who've got their own startup. Maybe they're a coach working from home. Maybe they're the therapist working online. Maybe they've got their own startup. And they don't have a boss going, hey, well done today. You're amazing. But you've got to be your own cheerleader and go, hey, today I was amazing. What did I do today that was great? And find something because there is nothing that will boost your self-esteem like praise. And your own praise boost your self-esteem massively more than the praise of someone else who may have an agenda. Yeah. I mean, there's so much magic that you just said there that I want to touch on. And I think, I think one thing that I had learned from you previously was when you said, and I'm sure it's landed with people as well, when you said about your mind doesn't care 
about the what's around what you've said. It just hears what you said. It doesn't it doesn't ask you to prove it and it doesn't ask for the rules around it. And that even like in, in my own in world, like I really resonate with that even recently, like having written a book about manifesting, I feel like it's something that I've really, really like cultivated in my life when it comes to work and my personal life and my career and my, uh, you know, my home that I live in and myself. But like there's one area that I definitely have like, I know that I'm not doing, I'm not speaking in it about it in the right way. And one of the biggest things was attracting a man that I kept attracting men that I felt like I had to dumb down my work and hide my social media um, and kind of I was almost like not being proud of it and then I kind of had a moment where I was like I'm so bored of people not asking me about my work or taking any interest men not asking me that I started like literally two weeks ago to just say to myself like what I wanted to to hear a man say to me about my work, ask me questions, ask, tell me more about your course, tell me more about manifesting, tell me more about your book. And in walked this guy like two weeks ago and I've been on like a couple of dates with him. It's not really about him, but he just showed up and I was laughing yesterday. He was like, tell me more about your book. It sounds amazing. You should be so proud of yourself. And I was like, I've never heard a guy speak like that. And I think it, it really made me kind of go, oh my God, it's so true. Like the moment I started saying it to myself and instead of being like paranoid about them looking at my Instagram and thinking, oh God, she's going to love herself or she talks so much about this or she only cares about followers to actually be proud of it myself that someone else was. If you were to give someone advice, like from a business perspective, you mentioned the coaches there and a lot of our listeners are, you know, budding entrepreneurs or, you know, professionals that have really done like very well for themselves. And they wanted to talk themselves into attracting success or showing up more. What kind of words would you have them say or things would you have them kind of talk about to, to access that level of greatness, I guess? You know, I love that Marilyn, Marilyn, Marion Williamson quote yeah. about do hide your light. How yeah. does that? you imagine if Frank Sinatra was a plumber if Barbara Streisand was a nail technician if Leona Lewis never sang if Ed Sheeran went well you know I don't look like a rock star you know don't hide your light the universe gave you a talent and a gift and it gave it you to share it if your gift is to be amazing at teaching or mentoring or coaching or helping kids why would you say oh I don't know you know we're all given a gift and you're you're when you find out what you're meant to do you have purpose and when you share it you have meaning and I see so many people who go you know I always wanted to be a tennis coach or a golf instructor or a singer, but you know, I just decided I better go into the accountancy firm because it's safe. And then they get to towards the end of their life and think, I never followed my heart's desire. And one of the major causes of depression is failing to follow your heart's desire, followed by harsh, hurtful, critical words that you say to yourself. So it's really important to think, you know, what am I meant to do? I'm meant to do what makes my heart sing. That doesn't mean it's easy, but if the universe gave you a talent, it will support you a million times in, in developing that talent. So take a minute and think, what am I meant to do on the planet? What's my gift? Because we're all given a gift and your gift lies directly behind and is connected to what you love to do. Jo Malone, apparently, when she was six, was collecting little rose petals and making fragrances. Um, Jocasta Innes was forever um, making little stencils and decorating homes. And 
I was always writing stories. So if you look at what you love to do between the age of seven and 14, it's a kind of key to your gifts and your unique skill set. And everyone has a unique skill set. So find it, follow it understand that a delay is not a denial it's just a delay and tell yourself the words you want to hear I'm great this is my gift this is my talent you know if you can't say hey this is my talent who how can anyone believe in you if you don't believe in you I was giving a talk many years ago and someone in the audience said what is the best book on confidence and I went that's my book yeah you can't I could see him go, wow, that's a bit arrogant. I'm like, look, I can hardly stand on the stage and go, no, someone else's book. I've written a book. I believe that my book, Ultimate Confidence, is the best book on confidence. How could I come on stage and promote someone else's book when I've written one? Because I believe it's an amazing book. You know, I believe it's, it's good. You may think differently. And some, you know, I read my reviews and there are always a few ones and many good ones but I just decide well I'm not going to let the mean ones in if you've read that book you couldn't possibly believe that it's amateur and just recycled stuff and you know I guess when you put yourself out there if you're a writer a speaker an author a producer anyone artistic of course people are going to go well I hate your stuff that's their choice but your choice is not to let it in when someone says oh you're not for me you're not interesting you think well that's your opinion I don't agree with that at all we have to get really good at praising ourselves filling up the missing piece being our own best friend being our cheerleader the minute you go am I okay did I do okay we become needy and when we meet our own need for giving ourselves what we want We have massive self-esteem. So don't be scared of being seen. Be excited. I mean, you know, when you're born as a little kid, no baby says, don't look at me. I got no teeth. I got milk spots. I'm naked. I got stuff running out of every orifice. A baby (laughs) warm leaking from every part of themselves. And they still think they're lovable. So, you know, my little cat came in the other day and it had gone down to the canal and it was covered in mud and it came in with this weird little shell and it was very proud of itself. It didn't think, oh, I'm covered in mud. I'm going to get all over your white sofas. And it's such a shame that we start to diminish that. We say things to our kids like, don't draw attention to yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't expect that you'll be disappointed. Don't ask, I want doesn't get Who do you think you are? And if we could just learn to say, baby, if you want that and you're prepared to work hard, you can have it. You know, you can have anything you want if you do three things. The biggest thing by far is to decide you're worth it. Decide I'm worth it. And even if you don't believe it, keep saying I'm worth it. I deserve it. I have something to say. People are going to listen to me. Decide to go out and do that. So if the big thing is to know you're worth it, the second thing is what does it look like, you know? So I want to be a millionaire for what? You have to know what it looks like. And the third thing is you do have to work hard. We've got so confused with things like the secret, so you can just manifest anything. You can manifest a great relationship. What, sitting at home on the sofa yeah. eating crystals? 
you can manifest a great home. You've got to go and have a look. You can manifest a great business, but you've got to find suppliers and backers and investors. But if you do all three, you could almost not stop yourself being successful. So you have to look at why am I scared of being seen? Because I might be rejected. But guess what? You might not. Yeah. You might be accepted and, and loved and celebrated. And so, you know, fear stands for false expectations appearing real. Eminem, you know, he always wanted to be a rapper. And everyone said, Eminem, come on, you're a white guy with blue eyes. There's just no way when rapping was really coming out as a new thing, it was very much a black thing. And he got booed off the stage and it made him so angry that he thought, well, I'm just going to go back. Mm. He went and did a rapping event and he really wanted to win, but he didn't win. But I believe it was Jay-Z that was in the audience and saw something in him and took him and helped him. And he's way more successful than the person who won the event. We don't even know who that was. Ed Sheeran was told, look, you know, Ed, come on, you've got white skin, red hair, milk bottle glasses. No. But inside, I I have something. I've got something to give the world. Meryl Streep was told, you're not pretty enough to be an actress. She said, that's one opinion. In a sea of opinions, I'm going to find another opinion. But what she really said is, my opinion is, no. Danny DeVito, Whoopi Goldberg probably would not have looked like the conventional Hollywood movie star. But you have to decide not to take no for an answer. Be seen, be heard, believe you have a voice, you have a message, you have something to say, and don't be scared of rejection. You know, the doctor who discovered septicemia was laughed out of the medical profession the guy who wrote Sugar Blues was literally thrown, well, not literally, but he was thrown under a bus. He said, oh, sugar doesn't make you fat, it's fat. And then we began to say, oh, they were right. So first they may laugh at you, and then they accept you, and then they join you. Yeah. And if you can just find examples of people who've made it against the odds, who were told no, you know, and, and I love the fact that in England we have this great model who's got Down syndrome. There's a girl called Amy Mullins who has missing lower legs, who's married to Rupert Friends, a great actor from Homeland. There's that, that lovely girl, I've forgotten her name, who's got Impetigo and is now the Gap model. And we see her as utterly beautiful. So everything is changing in the, in the way you've got to look conventional you've got to be a perfect size 10 to go on stage and deliver you've got to have been to university all those rules have been smashed go out message and share it I think I mean there's so much so much that is packed in there and I think authenticity is actually what people are craving it's something I really teach with my coaches it's so easy to be the next coach that talks about how to unlock your this and and actually like I think people are craving where they've been trying to fit in all of their lives and this fear of rejection I think as general consumers we want to see real and 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 I always see coaches thrive more when they actually own themselves and they actually show their quirkiness and their uniqueness and they're not afraid to swear even though the NHS told them for years they shouldn't swear when they're working with clients or whatever it might be be when you said earlier on about 
Um, Because a lot of what I'm hearing from you saying anyway, it's kind of two things. It's a decision and it's the perception. Like I keep hearing those two things come up as you're talking, like a commitment to making the decision to not choose to see that thought or look at that comment. And also how am I perceiving what failure is or rejection really even means, which I think is really powerful for the audience to hear that actually it's always a commitment. It's always a decision that you get to, to create. But you also mentioned earlier around the fear of being different and um, you know being rejected because we're not fitting in. How can someone actually, how important or how can someone even get to know what their authentic version of them even looks like so they can show up as themselves rather than trying to fit in and so that they can be seen but actually in a way that feels like them yeah well it's like that expression who am I to do this and and the answer is who are you not to why wouldn't you do that who am I to do this as opposed to who am I not to? And at the end of my day, at the end of my life, most people at the end of their life never regret what they did. They regret what they didn't do. You know, I could have written a book. I could have taken the product to market. I could have done this. And yet I let fear hold me back. Habits hold you back. We make our habits and our habits turn around and make us. So take a look at the fear. What are you scared of? And you'd always come back to one thing, being rejected. And then remind yourself, but I can't be rejected. The only person who can reject me is me. If you write a book, send it to and they go, no, I don't like it. You go, well, you know, I never got that book published, but I gave it my all. I, I tried my best. At least I know that I did it. And then I learned it wasn't for me. After all, Harry Potter was rejected so many times. John Lennon was told, you're on the road to nowhere. Delia Smith, what a fail at cookery. Mm-hmm. Damien Hurst didn't even pass his A-level in art. And, you know, they just went, so what? That's an opinion in a sea of opinions. I can do this. And so it's really important to look at why you are holding yourself back, why you're scared of being seen, why you're scared of being heard. And to understand that when we watch the Olympics and we see someone do something amazing, one of the reasons it it causes so much emotion, I think, wow, that's a human being jumping like that. And I'm a human being. And seeing their potential is lifting me up. And so when we see someone doing something amazing, we think, well, I could do that too. It's really exciting to see someone really thriving and to understand, well, I can thrive. But the big thing, the biggest thing I think is to recognize that your fear of being different, your fear of being rejected for standing out. Actually, that very fear makes you the same as everyone. Here's our greatest fear. Our greatest fear is I'm different and I can't connect. So if I have that fear, that actually makes me the same as every person on the planet and it makes them the same as me. So my fear of being different actually makes me the same because we've all got it. We're all scared of it. but. You can, you know, you can either accept it or change it. The worst thing is to go, I can't accept it. I can't change it. I can't change it. I can't accept it. You can change it by realizing, wow, that very fear makes me the same. 
so I can accept her. I can also change it. I'm not different. We're all the same. We're unique, but you're not different. You have something to say. Go ahead and say it. You know, there are so many people in the medical profession, in every profession, who had an idea. Even when you look at something like Dragon's Den, Tangle Teasers was laughed out of Dragon's Den, Trunky. They laughed at that, and yet at every airport now, you see that. So just because someone says no, you know, my teacher told me I should be a nanny, that that's the best I could ever hope for. My daughter, who's a very successful artist, was told only apply to a third-rate art school, because then you'll get in and you'll never be disappointed. I'm like, no, apply to the very best art school, because you might get in. They told the and wrong she, daughter that, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, and I was saying to her teacher, why would you yeah. tell her that? Aim low. Do you know and what? You I actually be- think teachers have a have a big part oh, to play. Yeah. I was actually in an RTT therapy session with one of your coaches, and I it, I was taken back to a time when my teacher was like, "Stop showing off, Rebecca. Nobody likes to show off." And that that was I was in I was seven. I was seven, and I learned at that age that it was not okay to shine, and that it was so powerful. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, teachers on the whole are wonderful. There's always yeah. some who tell you terrible things. You'll never make it. And, and parents do. Oh, don't, who do you think you are? That's not going to work. Don't draw attention to yourself. And, and our parents and teachers really influence us. And yet, you know, imagine if Barack Obama was told, you can never be the president. If Naomi Campbell, who was told, Naomi, black girls can't be on the cover of Vogue. That door is shut. And she said, and I love that shut. Well, I'll kick it open then. <laughs> yeah. Because in kicking oh, it open, open the door for other people. So, you know, you have to learn to, to look at where are these no's coming from? I mean, you know, our grandmothers would say things like, well, you men don't like women with money. Oh, no man's going to want you if you're successful. You, you, you know, Marilyn Monroe said, I had to pretend I was stupid because men don't like intelligent women. Actually, they really do. Yeah. They really do. But you've got to, you know, when you question a belief, you no longer believe it to be true. My little girl said, Mommy, I don't understand how Father Christmas gets down the chimney and how do the reindeers get down the chimney and how does he get all around the world? And I knew the minute she began to question it, she was not believing it. So that message is question a belief. You're more likely to get abducted by a Martian than find love over 45. Who said that? Some silly magazine. Mm If you haven't been to college, you'll never make money. Money makes money. You know, we're beginning to see in the world how these beliefs are so shattered. There are people coming out of India with no education, but with a great idea and a laptop who are doing things that are amazing. And so you make your habits, and then your habits turn around and make you, and it's only habits that hold you back. So don't be held back. Welcome to Mum's The Word, a brand new parenting podcast with me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles and all the other problems that come with parenting. I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything. It's all about truths, taboos and of course, celebrating the amazing highs too. 
Each week, I'll be talking about the journey of being a mum. For me, it's my first time, so I'll have some celebs and experts and you guys to help join me and hopefully figure out what on earth I'm meant to be doing. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our very own little club. Hit follow now so you don't miss an episode. Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast with me, Ashley James, coming soon. It's the best parenting podcast out there. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do you think, because we've spoken about this, like knowing your worth, and I think for like Naomi Campbell to like kick, say, oh, let me kick it down, right? There's an element of worthiness and self-worth there. And I know, I know that a lot of your work kind of at the, the core of it is like, am I enough? Am I worthy of this? And it's definitely something I see amongst the women that I work with. When I ask them, like, do you think you're capable of this? They're like, absolutely. And I'm like, Would you, have you been doing this for years? They're like, absolutely. So I'm like, so it's never their fear of their capability that is holding them back from doing what they're capable of, what they want to do. It's usually their worthiness. If you were to say like, I don't know, the top two things or three things, it was obviously one of your main things. How can someone start to build that self-worth? Is it just with new words? Is it, is there anything else that they can do to really help them have that kind of confidence to go, do you know what? I'm going to knock that door down. And I know I, I know I can do this. Well, neuroplasticity means that thoughts become things. Every thought you think becomes a physical reaction and an emotional response. And it works like this. Your thoughts create your feelings your feelings create your actions and your behavior, and then you justify it again. Well, you know, I'm not enough. So, the first thing I would say is decide that you are enough. Keep saying, I'm enough, I'm worthy. Like, yeah, but I'm not enough. I, I don't have my own apartment. I'm not a size zero. I don't have a great boyfriend or girlfriend. But when you can just say, I'm enough, 
I'm enough, I'm enough. Again, the mind doesn't know and it doesn't care what you tell it is true or false, good or bad, useful or harmful. It lets it in. So your first thing is to really work on your sense of self-worth. Self-esteem means what? If I say I I hold you in the highest esteem, that's what I think of you. But self-esteem is what I think of me. So first of all, really... Join the I'm Enough movement, you know, my little bracelets all say I'm enough. I have it all over my house, on mirrors, on my fridge, on cushions. My phone goes off twice a day going, I'm enough. And I say it, say it, say it. And it sinks in like lotion on dry skin. So that's the first thing. The second thing is decide how much you want to make in your life and then triple it. And then how does that think? Oh, no, that's too much. Oh, no, I couldn't possibly have that much. And then realize that the glass ceiling is in your mind. So when you think of what you want, I want to make $5 million a year. Why don't I say 50? Well, that feels really uncomfortable. And now you understand that your mind is going back to what's familiar. And that's the most vexing thing about human behavior. We're wired to return to what's familiar and avoid what's under. I want a great person to love me, but I always go for the bad boys or all the married people. Well, here's a decision. I've yeah. made that familiar. I can make it unfamiliar. While it is an absolute fact that the mind goes for what is familiar, here's another fact. You can make anything you like unfamiliar. You know, shoving a bit of silicone on your finger and putting it in your eye is really unfamiliar. If you do it every day, it becomes familiar. Becomes- you know, lifting weights, doing the plank, that's do, going into yoga positions is not familiar. Do it every day. And you think, well, I've become like a pretzel. I can do all these positions. So we, you know, one of the things that rules the mind, well, there are, there are two things to really understand. Mm-hmm. First of all, the way you feel about anything is down to the pictures you make in your mind and the words you say to yourself and they are yours to change if the way you feel about anything is down to the pictures and words then when you're about to be seen and the pictures are at once so nervous the words are i'm nervous and you decide hey why don't i say i'm excited i'm excited i'm thrilled i'm elated i'm lit up i'm ready because the mind will let that in so change the pictures and words in your head all the time Instead of saying nervous, say excited. Instead of saying not prepared, say I'm ready. Instead of saying I'm worried, say this is good, I've got this, I'm enough. And make that so familiar that you're making the old stuff. If you haven't got what you want in your life, it's because you've made that familiar. And you have to make self-belief familiar, hard work familiar, telling yourself great things familiar, which means you're making the old stuff putting yourself down, Mm -hmm. living in fear of rejection, unfamiliar. So it is a choice. And while we're all free to choose to be negative or positive, because it's a choice, you can't choose what it does to your body. Every day you go, that's going to go wrong. I'm just a hot mess. I'm a train wreck. Everything I touch falls apart. Don't do that to yourself you wouldn't say that to your best friend or your kid oh don't aim high be disappointed don't draw attention to yourself you'd say to your kid darling you've got a talent Mm -hmm. and if the universe gave you that talent it expects you to share it with go out and share it go out 
and share what you've got. Don't hide it away. Yeah, it's so true. And I think like, again, over and over again, I'm going to name this podcast this, but like, it's about deciding like everything you've said, it's a decision. It's the decision to choose that way and to choose feeling good over choosing, feeling crappy to choose feeling, I don't know, excited about something over choosing, feeling rubbish. Like it's just really standing out how, how powerful we actually are um, in, in, in how we feel. We have no idea how powerful, I mean, you know, in our TT, my, the therapy that I created will come in and go, Hey, you know, I weigh 400 pounds. I, I've got a nervous twitch. I've got um, contact dermatitis. I say, wow, you know, that's, you created that. How powerful are you to make your body 400 pounds? And if you could create it, you can uncreate it. And we see amazing things in our TT. You know, I worked with a girl who had hyper skin sensitivity. Like she literally couldn't leave the house because every time she went out, she would burn in normal daylight. So she could only go out in the dark and she was a coach. You can imagine how limiting her life was. But when I asked her to tell me about her early years, she said, well, I was really bullied at school. And I asked my mom a lot, can I stay home? And she said, don't be ridiculous. Of course you can't stay home. You've got to go to school. She goes, but mom, I don't like it. I'm being bullied. Well, just suck it up, fight the bullies. And she Mm -hmm. said, I actually long to stay at home. And that's a decision. Unconsciously, as a little girl, she said, I wish I could stay at home every day and not go out. But the mind, the mind is the genie. Your wish is it's, come on, when you go, I wish... I could stay home and never leave the house. And now she's got this license. I wish I could stop my mum's boyfriend looking at me in that weird sexual way. Now I've made my body really bigger. I wish I could not have to deal with all this pressure to be a perfect student. And now I've got panic attacks and insomnia and I can't even go to school. So it's a really good idea to take a look but what decision did you make when you were five? You know, one of my clients said my dad would lie on the sofa like this every day going, oh my God, my ulcer. This is the price you pay for having your own business. There's no time off. There's no sick pay. It's killing me. And she thought, wow, if that thing called job is killing you, I don't want a job. I'd rather have no money. And she said, I don't understand why I can't succeed. But back she went to a small child watching the father taking pills and saying, this job will be the death of me. This commute is killing me. These customers are making me want to die. And we don't understand how what we hear impacts us. All marriages are hell. Oh, it's killing me to have a baby. It's a nightmare dealing with customers. And, and, you know, half of what we know we've learned before we were five but the big thing is to understand that wasn't your belief. That was your father's belief. That, that was his story, not yours. Your mother's thing about all men let you down. That was her story. It's not your story. One of my clients said, you know, I, I'm a fire woman, a fire, fire. What do you, I don't know what you call it, but not a fireman. I'm a firewoman. Yeah, and I will not let my husband put up any shelves in the house. I can change a tire. And she remembered being a little kid in Ireland and being in the street with her mother and her father's best friend came up and said, it's such a shame you haven't given your husband a son. You know, you're not a man. 
without children. He'll never be a real man because he's got four daughters. And I heard that and thought, oh, I should have been a boy. And in that moment, she began to be the son her father never had. She wore short hair. She always wore shorts and trousers. And then she went into the fire service and became the head of it. Nothing wrong with that, except that she couldn't understand this need she had to be masculine and not feminine. When in fact, of course, you could be both. You can go into the fire service and you can put up a shelf but it wasn't her, a joy for her. It was this, this drive, to, I've got to be something I'm not. And then you have to go, well, you know, maybe my dad did want a boy and my mom, but the universe wanted me to be a woman. And it wanted me, to be, and it decided I should be a girl. So I should celebrate being female. So it's really taking a look at the messages you picked up, the yes. lesson, what RTT does so well, and does it immediately within five minutes of seeing an RTT therapist, you begin to see, oh, I actually made a decision. I didn't know that. I made a request. I had no idea I even did that. But my mind is the genie. My wish is its command. So why don't I just make another wish? I don't want to be rejected, so I'll never date someone becomes, I can't be rejected, so I can find love. I don't want to be hurt, so I'll avoid all kinds of situations. Now I'm not living a full life. I didn't go to college, so who am I to go out there and be amazing? Who are you not? Lots of people didn't go to college and are amazing. So look at the decision you made and remind yourself of the truth you made that decision when you've been on the planet for five or six or seven years, and you didn't even know what you were asking for, but you were very powerful because you created it. And now you don't need that anymore. So use your power to make a better decision. You know, your mind's job is to give you what you want and your job, and it's a great job, is to tell it. It's like saying, I want to be pregnant. Well, you could be pregnant eight times. That doesn't mean you're ever gonna have a baby. I want love for how long, an afternoon, a night, or the rest of your life with someone amazing? I want money. Well, I can give you 10 pounds. Is that what you want? So be very clear about what you want. Do your job. Use relevant, powerful, updated words to tell your mind what you want, and then your mind will do its job and get it. But if you say, I want attention, you could have a nervous twitch. You could have explosive gas. You get loads of attention, but that's not what you want. Yeah. I want attention for being amazing, being profound, having a message. I want more money because I'm worth it. How m- I want this amount and I want to make it. I want this kind of love. It looks like this. So tell your mind what you want clearly. Don't leave any room for misinterpretation. You wouldn't go to the salon and go, hey, could you cut my hair? And look up and go, oh, no, I didn't want that cut. You have to go, this is what I want. Yeah. You wouldn't be a decorator. Could you decorate my house while I'm at work? And I go, oh, no, I hate that. You'd say, this is exactly what I want. The more specific you are about what you want, the more you will get it. Because your mind's job is to give you what you want, but your job is to leave no room for misinterpretation at all. Yeah, so be so at peace with your mind. Yeah. 
It's so powerful. And I think even just learning from what you've learned from your parents, like I always had this, like why, you know, I had such money blocks for so long. And then I did so much work around the fact that my mum hated people with money because she never had any and she resented everyone with money. So I learned that if I had money, my mum would hate me. Just like heal all of that. And now she's like super proud of me. But you know what, in that, I actually even had a little moment to myself when you were talking about Obviously, we learn a lot of this from our parents. In my head, I was going to say to you, like, God, it makes you petrified to be a parent. And in that moment, I realized I have the actual, like, having children is like all I want. It's literally all I want. And it's one thing in my life that I'm like aware that it hasn't happened. And I'm like, maybe that's a belief I have. Like, I'm petrified to be a parent because my mum gave me so much shit that I had to work through. Petrified is such a powerful word. Yeah awful word your mind goes oh if you're petrified I can switch off your fertility wow. if you use a, I'm terrified one of my clients who is a very famous model said I've got this job for a massive make- makeup company I'm terrified uh, and I, I've got to go and ski down a mountain I'm terrified when I go on a plane people look at me and I said but that's not terrifying that's your dream come true if you use the word terrifying, you live in terror. If you use the word petrified, you live in terror. If you use the word, you know, this is, people say in America, I'm losing my shit. I'm like, no, you're not. Well, we'd all have left the room. You wouldn't be walking around in white jeans. Yeah. Why would you say that? And so we use these very powerful words. This is killing me. I'm dying here. My mm-hmm. kid is making me go insane. No. They're challenging you. So the best advice is if you're talking about something negative, turn down those words. Don't say this is killing me. Say it's challenging me. Don't say this is a nightmare. Say, well, it's a situation. Don't say I'm terrified of being a parent. So I'm so excited. There's so many great books. I'm going to be an amazing mom because there are many people who had an awful childhood mm-hmm. or amazing parents. Some people had an amazing childhood who are not good parents because they don't understand what it's like. And so turn down the negative words and this turn up the positive. Don't say I'm, I'm all right. Say I'm freaking amazing. I'm awesome. I'm on fire. I'm incredible. I'm a force to be reckoned with. I've got something amazing to offer the world. And just being able to massively big up the good words while minimizing negative ones, that in itself is actually life-changing. You know, I used to say when I was a parent, I was a single parent, this is stressful. Then I thought one day, why am I saying that? I was sort of, I could never have a baby. I wanted this gorgeous little squidgy thing so much. She's my nonstop joy. So I stopped saying it's stressing me out and said, well, it's a challenge, but you know, she's an age appropriate kid. And that actually was a game changer for me, just taking out that word. We say marriage is such hard work. Said who? It's hard work being single, waking up with the flu, having someone to go and get you some cold medication marriage isn't hard work it's wonderful you've got someone who's got your back and they've got your someone to wake up to and come home to this your school days are the best days of your life how can that be that the first bit is the best bit and then it's all downhill you've got to challenge these silly beliefs that we tell ourselves and go I'm, I'm just not going to believe it. yeah it's so powerful like honestly everything you said is just always a constant reminder and it, it's so it's just so true what we choose choose to indulge in and choose to believe in and I see it I see it amongst so many of my clients in particular they're like oh my god starting a business is so difficult or I've got to 
find clients and it's so difficult and I'm like no it gets to be easy and you get to enjoy it as well like what about all the people who dream of being where you are so honestly thank you I think there's been so much juicy 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 stuff in here and I guess just to finish off you mentioned obviously your therapy the RTT therapy I've had RTT therapy and I'm also actually training to become an RTT therapist but for someone who's never heard of it before I guess what would you say is I mean I know it's completely transformative and it's I've had so many breakthroughs with it but what would you say makes it different to any other kind of therapy or coaching for someone? Well, a lot of people write to me, so, you know, the words rapid and therapy shouldn't go together. Why? Yeah. Well, it's a long journey, but no one goes to the dentist and says, I'm in terrible pain. Could I have a long journey to get better? No one goes to the doctor and says, I've hurt my back. Could I have a long journey to get better? No one goes to A&E and says, I'm in terrible pain. But I understand I need to build a relationship with you in order to get better. And I do get that building a relationship with a client. But I realized a long time ago that all of my clients are in pain, emotional pain, physical pain, mental pain. And I never thought that I, it was fair to say, well, this is going to take a long time. So if someone came to me with anxiety, I would immediately find out why they got that and, and, and change it. And so I think... It's rapid because we live in a fast world. We no yeah. longer have the patience even for that circle to go around on our computer. The other day I was on one phone. It was so slow. I went onto my iPad. Then I had my computer going. We like fast stuff. And so I think what RTT does, rapid transit, it offers you incredible therapy that's fast. Because why should it be slow? Does that serve the client? No. And who's got the time now to go and see someone every week? You know, we do a lot of Zoom therapy and a lot of um, FaceTime. People say, well, that's not right. No, that's just because when therapy was invented, people didn't have screens. You could do therapy online. It's amazing. A lot of people say, I actually prefer, I don't have to get in the car, drive into town, find a parking meter. Yeah. I'm in my home. I feel super relaxed. And so we have to challenge these beliefs about what therapy is. Do you need to go to college for seven years and have a degree? No, you really don't. You need to have people skills and a calling to do something amazing. And I've now trained 10,000 therapists all over the world. We've won, we've won about 17 awards. And so RTT is different, but it's really, really effective. You can find all about, all about it. If you want to be an RTT therapist, you do not need a background in therapy. You don't need a degree. And if you go to RTT therapy, you can both find out how to train in it and how to find someone to work with you like you found someone. I'm excited that you're training in it. Yeah, I, you know, it really has helped. If you can do it in as little as six months. It doesn't yeah. take three years. And a lot of people that we know, we, we train lots of doctors, lots of nurses, lots of therapists, even psychiatrists who say, wow, I really love the way this condenses human behavior. Mm -hmm. Because I was told when I was studying, you know, the, the human mind is very complex. And it takes a lifetime to understand it and another lifetime to put that into practice. Well, it's like, but that can't be right because nobody's got a lifetime. Yeah. And imagine you think, okay, I've, I've spent my lifetime working this out. And now at 97, I've cracked it. Well, what good is that? Yeah. Because you haven't got a second lifetime to come back and put into practice unless you believe in reincarnation. 
And in fact, the mind is not complex. It's very simple. It does what it thinks you want to do based on what you tell it every day. It responds only to the pictures and words you put in your head and it wants to go back to what is familiar and to avoid what is unfamiliar. You are free to change like that. So it really, the, it really is the basis of condensing human behavior down and understanding too that no matter what client comes in, there's only three things wrong with everybody. The biggest one is I'm not enough. That's massive. The second one is I'm different. So I can't connect. And the third is I want something so much, but I know it's not available to me. And so it's very easy for our therapists because we don't think, oh, well, I'll just do that. But whenever a client comes in with an issue, like I've worked with thousands of alcoholics, I've never found one ever who believed they're enough. Yeah. I've worked with thousands of people with depression. I've never met, met one ever who didn't believe that they were different and they couldn't connect or who believes that being over depression would be ever available to them. Yeah, no, it's, it is incredible. It's an, it's an incredible course. And I think also, I just love how you simplify changes that we can make and make it, I think this personal development world has got oversaturated with so much information that we we can feel stressed at even starting to like feel better about ourselves. And we're like, do I need to be doing this? Do I need to be doing that? And I do love with everything you do, you kind of just take away the complication. You're like, it's simple. It's a decision. It's a choice. It's creating new fam like familiar pathways. And I, I think that that will resonate with everyone. So thank you so much. There's so much juice in here. I could speak to you for hours and hours and hours, but thank you. Really appreciate it. Einstein said simplify, simplify. Yeah. We simplified though. And now we're simplifying coaching. We've just got rapid transformational coach coming out this month actually so that's really exciting i think often we forget you know what did dyson do he looked at an existing product and i could make that better he, yeah. he changed hair dryers fans vacuum cleaners and so you don't have to be a genius to look at a product i mean years ago someone looked at sanitary towels and thought who's going to wear that belt and they just made it simpler yeah and so, so you true. The best products in the world the simple. are there. But we thought, well, you know, it's like someone who invented, you know, you don't have to buy a can of tuna fish in a can only, you can just do a ring pull. And so there's lots of stuff out there that we love that has been simplified. Mm. And simplifying therapy is no different. It needed to be simplified. And so did coaching. And yeah. I did that. Um, I'm really proud of it. I have my detractors, but they can't make me feel bad about it because I have 10,000 people I've trained who say, wow, this is the missing bit. This is amazing. And I know it is. And so I believe it's amazing. And I get a lot of proof and a lot of validation, but there'll always be people who say, you know, this isn't right, but they're allowed their opinion, but I don't have to let that in. Yeah. You back yourself. I mean, I I let in as I look at things that you know that's actually true I could change that I could alter that I could I could make that better so I certainly let in constructive people who just say well no therapy somebody said to me yeah. once, you know therapy is a journey of pain every day you try to climb out of the pain but it's but all you can do is learn to live with yourself someone wrote to me once and said you mustn't tell people they can change I'm like why not of course, from the minute we're born, we change. Yeah. Of course you change. Why would you think you can't change? Why would you condemn someone to that? You can change from being anxious to not anxious, from having 
panic attacks to not, from having migraines that are caused by emotions to not, to the belief that we can't change. That's a prehistoric belief that we should challenge, yeah. question, yeah. let go of. Because anytime you question something, you don't believe it anymore. And that's a good thing. I love that. I actually really love that. It's been my biggest takeaway. The moment you question something, you don't believe it anymore. It's so true. And I think quite often people start questioning things and then they start going, is that my fear? Is that my insecurities? Is that my worries? Is that me being wrong? Is that my wounds? And actually it's just their intuition being like, you don't believe it anymore, like move on, or you're not into that anymore, move on. I think that's really, really stuck with me today for sure. Good. Well, it's been such a delight. Mm. Yeah, thank you so you're much. one of us now, you're an artist. I'm one of you. Yeah, no, it's been an amazing course. It's like the structure as well, like the support. It's been amazing. I mean, I probably started it too soon when I was like right in the middle of writing my book. So I didn't, I'm still, I'm like, I now need to get it done in the next few months. Um, Cause I like missed a massive chunk for months while I was writing. So it was silly, but it's, it's amazing. It really is a good course. And I've recommended so many of my clients to deepen their qualification and the way that they're coaching their clients as well to the course. So hopefully you guys are thinking about it um i know there's a lot of budding coaches out there or coaches listening it is a phenomenal course i can vouch for it myself i'm currently doing it it's been amazing so i highly highly recommend and marissa thank you so much honestly it's been so insightful thank you i've loved it too it's been fabulous You have been listening to the Get Lit with Becky Rabin podcast, the place to be to build a life that you love and a mindset that will take you places. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, please don't forget to like, share and review us so that we can keep spreading this light and help more women light up together. Every time you share on your socials or with a friend, you help another person find us and help us spread that light further. If you are a regular around here, don't forget to click subscribe or follow. Add us to your libraries so that you can be notified of all of our latest episodes. And don't forget to also check out all that we have to offer at www.getlitinc.co.uk. That is www.getlitinc.co.uk to help you drop self-doubt and truly step into your greatness. From our group coaching programs, workshops, courses, memberships, and our very own Get Lit Community Coaches, as well as tons of free resources aimed to help you excel in your personal lives, entrepreneurial journeys, and in your careers, we have absolutely everything for you. And if you are looking for a coach that is right for you, then don't forget to head to our expert directory, that is getlitinc.co.uk forward slash expert hyphen directory and you can see our incredible direct flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company united healthcare insurance plans offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more one of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs coming off your parents plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market of approved coaches ready and raring to support you on your growth journey. You know what time it is. It is time to step into your power, raise your vibration and get lit. 